0: Hello and welcome to CAA Conversations. I'm your host, Stuart Robinson, Assistant Professor of Art Education at Southern Utah University. I'm joined today by Chelsea Ferrar, the Curator of Community Engagement at the University of Arizona, Museum of Art in Tucson, Arizona. And I'm also joined by Heidi Herbelsheimer, a middle school teacher for seven years in Arizona. And today we're talking about the teacher walkout movement that hit the nation last year in West Virginia, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Arizona, and other states. So we'll begin the conversation there today. So for Chelsea and Heidi, what were some of the variables you saw in Arizona that contributed to the powder keg that made the Red for Ed movement?
1: Well, I'll, I'll jump in just from my experience. Teaching from the time period of when the cuts originally occurred in and across the country and specifically in Arizona. So, in 2008, when the economy, you know, kind of took a a nosedive, education was one of the things that really took a serious cut in Arizona. Several states actually invested in education as a bet, and that paid off. In other states, like Arizona, redder states, there was huge, huge windfalls that were taken away from the funding. And through over the years from 2008 up until, you know, modern day, those. funds have never been returned and on top of that there's been corporate tax cuts that have been added into our economic system in Arizona that has gradually taken more and more out. What I experienced leading up to it was teachers had been asking for a small return, a small return to not just their just their own individual budgets, but to their classrooms. And in Heidi, correct me, was it twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen that the governor approved a one percent raise? And I think many
0: just kind of saw that as, uh, um, as an insult. And how do you, what did it look like for you as a classroom teacher?
2: Right. Well, Chelsea definitely has more experience in the classroom like around the time it was happening. And I kind of jumped in in the middle. So mm-hmm. I was kind of getting caught up to what was going on and why are we not making money? Why are we in the bottom of being paid as teachers? Why is this happening? There was a proposition that the state actually voted in several years ago But then the government didn't pay that money to education, even though it was already voted in. So then the government was sued, and then instead of giving all the money back, they had this other proposition that they decided as sort of a a peace offering to why they didn't give us the money. So then that was voted in and that made it messier and we didn't really get raises still, and the money was coming from odd places. Nobody was getting money, nobody there, you know, we get prop three oh one money, but we have to go to certain meetings to get them funding it's not even just incorporated automatically into our salary so much of our budget comes from the state government they have to budget it in and a lot of states don't have that same situation where a lot of money is coming from other more localized places like the unions are able to localize it to a district rather than an entire state
0: okay so flash forward to 2018 all these different variables sort of come to a bottleneck and teachers decide to walk out. And I know both of you participated in the Red for movement. So can you explain the movement a little bit and then also give us some description of what it felt like on the ground?
2: I know as a teacher, nobody really knew what was going on. There were so many different people talking about what they wanted to happen, what they thought. Are we going to lose our jobs because we're a right-to-work state? So we had the vote initially, and we didn't really know, is it a vote to say, are we interested to, to walk out? Are we actually going to walk out? Do we have to walk out if we vote yes? Then there are all these sort of funny little legal legalities of it where we had to vote in the back of somebody's private vehicle in the parking lot because you can't do it within the school property. Uh, we had to use private emails. We had even the walkouts to, you know, the Wednesdays building up that had to be off property completely outside of contract time. So we did the walkout and then it was suddenly just this like, oh my gosh, it's happening and everybody got really excited and the whole school was a buzz. Everybody was wearing red all the time. Kids were kind of nervous, wanting to ask the teachers personally, are you walking out? What's going to happen? I know my school has a lot of high needs children, and a lot of them are in um, foster care or in group homes. And so it was trying to figure out really, really quickly, are we going to get them food? Are the buses going to run? Where are they going to go? what are possibilities for them to spend their day, the different churches were offering, different activities, all day activities and different groups. So just trying to get as much word out as quickly as possible about what is going on to really kind of narrow it down for everybody, kids, parents, teachers, staff, admin, to really kind of define what that walkout was gonna look like.
0: So Chelsea, as a museum educator, museums provide a lot of services for K-12 students and parents and other community members, school districts, How do museums fit into this? How did they play a role in the Red Fred movement?
1: So I put out a call to our our Tucson Collective of Museums to see if museums could open up their doors to parents, educators, and kids and be free of charge on these days of the walkout. Um, And that got picked up by the Arizona Museum chapters and calls started being put out to lots and lots of different museums. It wasn't so much, you know, it was kind of a, Hedging our political bets and trying to market it as a call for support our wider Arizona community in this time of need where we had parents who had to stay home. I was one of those who had to stay home and and, um, watch my kids. What better place for them to continue to be engaged and think critically than inside museums, whether that's a children's museum or science museum or art museum? And then as a parent, I was working behind the scenes also to, as Heidi said, to rally support for parents. We were worried about that tipping point that if all of a sudden you see parents posting on social media of like, why are the schools closed? I'm tired of staying home. Then you were going to start to see that political movement um, shift away and against educators. And we were really concerned about that. So we worked with um, a lot of parents at our school to educate them on what was the historic funding model. How did we get to where we are? Why are teachers upset? and what can we all do to support each other so We worked with a lot of different community organizations behind the scenes leading up to that Thursday when the walkout happened, working with churches and other community organizations to offer basically a Red for Ed camp during every single day that there was a walkout. It was kind of this weird element of being an art educator, a teacher, and a parent all kind of mixed up in one, because as a museum educator working for a state-funded university, I had to myself also be really careful about what I was saying and how I was using my work time. And so everything had to be kind of balanced between personal time.
0: I know not everything has been resolved, but can we talk about some of the outcomes? And those outcomes can be political changes to funding models or even just professional ones.
2: They estimated around 50 to 70,000 people that first Thursday up in Phoenix at the Capitol for that first rally. Seeing everyone so happy and joyful and excited about it was really, really empowering in that this is such a positive thing. It's for our future. It's for everyone in the state of Arizona is going to benefit from a good edu- quality education. And then the second time they, they had everybody come back up that next Monday. And that day was really exciting as well because it was get everybody who can, into these buildings, to talk to the senators, to talk to the House representatives, to talk to anyone and everyone who will talk to them. I think it was very difficult for people to talk to if they were in a district with Republican representatives, but a lot of the Democrats were difficult to track down just because they were in the crowd, which was really, really exciting because then if you knew what they looked like, you could You know, beeline to him if you saw him in this mass of, you know, thousands of people, the movements that started this were trying to back the House and the representative and the governor in a corner because it was time for budget. The budget had to be done right before summer break, before they could go on summer break knowing that we're not going to get everything we're asking for all those points that were asked for, then it became a push to get a proposition on the ballot to get funding for all of these people in the schools that don't have a teaching certificate, but are support, right, their nurses, the psychologists, the counselors, special ed paraprofessionals, all of these people that don't have a teaching certificate, don't get any of this money that we did get a we did get a raise, but it doesn't go to anybody without a teaching certificate that has a classroom roster of their own. So there's so much movement happening and I think next year is going to be really exciting.
0: And Chelsea, what do you think? Any outcomes that you would like to highlight
1: well, one of the negative outcomes, unfortunately, is the misinformation that's out there in the state and in the nation. Governor Ducey spent about one or two million dollars on just an advertising campaign to try and kind of market himself as the education governor. And a lot of that comes from his response to the Red for Ed movements of saying that he gave teachers a 10, 10% increase. Some of that actually includes the 1% that he gave before. So I think, you know, it's kind of interesting math. And then it's an und- funded you know every every year the legislature has to vote in and approve that steps increase um, so it's not a it's not a guarantee every year the legislature could change so what Heidi was saying is it's not a guarantee to every single teacher and so how it was explained to me and Heidi you can correct me if I'm wrong is that they're describing you know one is it's a certified teacher so you're Classroom paraprofessionals don't count in that. And then also, even if you're a certified teacher, you need to be a classroom teacher with a roster. And so our specialized educators, like our art teachers, like our music teachers, um, our math specialists, especially in K-5 settings, you have a ton of educators that impact our children's lives on a daily, daily basis. Our interventionists, I mean, one of my children has an IEP plan. And so if it wasn't for those school counselors and those specialists helping her every week, um, she would be in a very different place um, educationally and not prepared for middle school. And so all those teachers that I just listed aren't included in this stepped increase raise that is, you know, a, not even a guarantee. And then it was one of the, one of the several things that was actually asked for. And I think it's the thing that kind of you know, unfortunately, got blown up as a result of what makes for good sound bites and in, in media is teachers asking for raises. Teachers deserve raises, but it was not the sole thing that they left their classrooms for. If you ask any teacher, and I'm sure Heidi would agree, that the thing that they really walked out for was for funding in their classrooms. You know, I know of teachers starting this year in Arizona that have 90 plus children that they're you know in charge of, and they have a budget of a hundred dollars that's insulting to that teacher and to those to those kids. And so just a simple returning of funding levels to 2008, that's the least that we can do is value our kids to 2008 levels. Of course, things cost more now. That's just basic inflation. But teachers weren't even asking for, you know, 2018 levels. They're asking for 2008 levels.
0: How do you train? I mean, we spend so much time just focusing on classroom management and teaching strategies, and you forget about this small piece, which is the rare chance that a teacher becomes a political activist in support of just what they're trying to do for their job.
1: Well, I was teaching a course in the College of Education when this happened, and it was uh, for early childhood educators the certification course and so a lot of them were they were on in their sites and then some of their sites were closed and so the college of education i thought did a really nice job and they had kind of a community forum where all those students who normally would have been in class at that time came to campus and they met for about two or three hours and they invited parent reps union reps teacher advocates That was a really great experience for me. I learned a lot um, going there. And the students, you know, were were support in the sense of we understand that you are just students, but you are starting to enter this professional landscape where this is more and more likely a possibility. And so as you enter that setting, we want you to be informed so that you make the right decision for yourself. It might be walking out. It might not be walking out. It's become... A political career in a way politicized
2: career letting the students know what it is like in different states where the funding comes from for different schools different charter private vouchers how the budgets are run how the unions function you know, one of the conversations, Stuart, that you and I had was when you were talking to students was, if it doesn't really work out at one school, try a rural school, try an inner city school, try, you know, like there's so many different options as to different education settings. And I think that that is helpful to also branch out into how is that school funded